Oh, look out! Cry, Hillary. Please cry. Oliver James, if you are listening to this, I love you. Then we get the la 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 scene. La 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 la. Queen of voice dubbing, honestly. Hey Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hillary Duff. And joining me now is my friend Kaylee Walker. Hey Kaylee, welcome to Deaf Enough. Hey Wit, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to have you for this specific episode. We are talking Raise Your Voice. Oh my goodness. It's a classic. Like when we started talking about Hilary Duff, because that just always comes up with anyone that I meet, but you mentioned this movie. Yeah. And so as I was planning this podcast, I was like, oh, Kaylee. It's perfect. It's gotta be you. Yeah. And you're a songwriter and a singer in real life. Mm-hmm. So it's even even more perfect. That's so, so true. When I first saw this movie, I just felt like it was made for me. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's why I really relate to it. We are also joined by Kaylee's dog, Scarlett. So if you hear like a dog panting every now and then, that's why. Yeah. But she's been so good. So. She's been so calm this whole yeah. time. We just watched the movie and she was like snoozing, which, you know, sorry, Hillary. Scarlett didn't make it through Raise Your <laughs> Voice. But anyway. Well, Kaylee, I do have three questions for you to start the show. And before we jump into our Raise Your Voice conversation, and they are number one, what is your favorite Hillary Duff movie? Oh, man, it's so hard to choose, but I would have to say A Cinderella Story. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Chad Michael Murray, it's classic. I used to watch that over and over and over in seventh grade. Mm. So I was obsessed with that movie. Weren't we all? Weren't we all? Yes. Okay. Next question is, what is your favorite Hilary Duff song? Okay, it's got to be Come Clean. Let's go back. Yes. Well, and on the episode where I talked about Metamorphosis, I actually mentioned, I talked about how you went to like this writer's round with Cara Diaguardi, right? Who wrote Come Clean and several other Hilary Duff songs, like even some co-writes. Oh, yeah. That was such a cool, surreal moment to see the actual songwriter perform that. So what did she do exactly? She sang Come Clean, uh, like a stripped down version on the piano. The whole thing? Um, I think just a part of it, but... She told us a little bit about how she wrote it and the idea that inspired it and how Hillary came to eventually record it. Yeah. That would have been an early big hit for Kara. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That was around the same time she wrote Kelly Clarkson's song, You Got Your Mother and Your Oh, Walk Away. Walk Away. Yeah, yeah. Last question. What is your favorite Lizzie McGuire episode? I'm going to have to say, and I will quote it, I want a bra, a bra. And do you know how many times that's been quoted on this podcast already? But it's so good. Oh, my gosh. And I feel like it just related to so many preteen girls because we were all going through the same thing as Lizzie was. So we grew up as Lizzie was growing up. Yeah. And also there was an episode about shopping with her mom at the barn, something boot barn. The episode where, like, she's trying to get the specific jeans and her mom wants to get her, like the knockoff brand right, or something exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. bargain barn or something. yeah 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 <laughs> i haven't watched that episode for the for the podcast yet but um but yes i know what you're talking uh-huh. about that's a good one too sit back relax and enjoy our silver screen queen it's time for block Duffster. now we will move on to raise your voice and yeah you know i remember when this movie came out it was released on October 12th, 2004, 
and my mom took me to see it actually mm-hmm. i always when i went to see a hillary duff movie like i wanted the theater to be packed and for this one it just wasn't there were like two other people in there no. i know i I have a vivid memory, but yeah. And that's one of the things about this movie is that it was kind of a box office flop. So when this movie came out, she had had, you know, Agent Cody Banks, Lizzie McGuire movie, Cheaper by the Dozen, and just a few months prior, A Cinderella Story. But Raise Your Voice, it was different. It was a drama. And looking at it now from like a critical standpoint, obviously I love it because it's Hillary and she, I do think she's great in this, um, but it's Hillary and yeah, I mean, it's fine. Like, it wasn't meant to win Oscars. They weren't right. making it for that. But it's okay. I mean, and when I say it was kind of a flop, like, it didn't make back the money that it cost to make the movie, basically. Uh, okay. So the movie, um, you know, according to, like, IMDb, it was around $15 million to make. It only made a little over $14 million, so it almost got there. It was actually number six at the box office the opening weekend. So she also got a Razzie nomination for this movie, which is like the Golden Raspberry Awards. That means that's like the worst, you know, like the bad, oh, no. bad acting and stuff. I haven't heard about I that. I know. Yeah. She had a really good crying scene, though, I will say. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to talk about the crying scene. Yeah. We got to talk about the cast, though, to start off, because this movie has such a great cast and the adult actors in this. It's like, how did they even get them in this movie? Like, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Star-studded cast, yeah. for sure. I don't know where he is right now, but Oliver James, if you are listening to this, I love you. His name is Jay. You uh, you have some feelings about this guy. I do, and I loved him when I first saw him in What a Girl Once. Yeah. His name is Oliver James in real life, and I would marry that man. Wow. But he had, like, two movies where he was, like, the heartthrob, and he, he did a good job. He did and a good he job he has a here. good voice, too. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, we have Hillary. She's Terry Fletcher, the main character. And we have Rita Wilson playing the mom, which we have like seen Rita Wilson in person because uh, we worked on this talk show together. Shout out to Pickler and Ben. And be kind. And be kind. Um, but Rita Wilson was a guest and she sang and that was so awesome. Her voice was amazing. Yeah. And, you know, just besides the fact that she's Tom Hanks' wife, she alone has so much talent in acting and singing. Right. Yeah. So we had Rita Wilson as the mom. David Keith is the dad. He's also a well-known actor. He's from Knoxville, Tennessee, so not too far from us. And uh, then Rebecca de Mornay was the aunt. Aunt Nina, like, honestly, one of my favorite characters in this movie. Aunt Nina had it going on. Yeah, love her, love her. And she was in um, Risky Business with Tom Cruise. And then John Corbett, who plays Mr. Torvald, Aiden from Sex and the City, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Raising Helen. Yeah. I love him in this too. The long hair. Oh yeah. He had the rocker, cool teacher thing going. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Kat Dennings, before she was famous, basically, is in this movie. And her character Sloane is very odd, which we'll talk about. Um, But it's sort of neat to see her before, you know, Marvel and before Two Broke Girls. So. Oh yeah. What was that other movie that she's in with... um... Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. playlist. I have that movie at home. Yeah. And then also Jason Ritter, who would go on to be in Parenthood and just, you know, love him. And you pointed out that he has a famous dad. John Ritter. Yeah. Rest in peace. Also, rest in peace to James Avery, who is in this movie. Um, He plays like the administrator of um, of the music school. And he was the dad on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. So, yeah. As well as Kiwi's character. Yeah, Kiwi, the guy who played Kiwi, John, Johnny Lewis, he also died in 2012. So, 
Yeah. Somber. It Somber. Is. Yeah. So that's the cast. As far as, you know, the story overall, it's, you know, about this girl who goes to this music academy for the summer. And then there's like this dramatic storyline that we'll get in and it's super depressing. But yeah, we're going to jump in here and, you know, start at the beginning and go all the way till the end. Talk about our favorite scenes and our favorite uh, quotes and our favorite characters and all that. So let's do this. Yay. Okay. So when the movie opens, we get this quote from Beethoven, and it says, Music is a higher revelation than all wisdom and philosophy. We had the quote, and then we see Hillary as the character Terry, and she is singing among her school choir, and uh, they're singing Joy to the World, and not like the Christmas song, but like Joy to the Fishes in the Deep Blue Sea. Fishes in the Deep Blue Sea. Yes. Immediately, one thing that I noticed here is that Hillary in this movie has bleach blonde bright hair. Like Elsa hair. Yeah, for real. Straight bangs. She also like kind of changes up her hairstyle throughout the movie a lot. That was something else we picked up on. She has at least 10 different hairstyles. We also noticed the 2000s outfits right away. Juicy couture. Yeah. A few other things to point out at the start of the movie. We see two actors who are fellow Disney Channel alums. So we have Davida Williams, who played Claire on Lizzie McGuire, and she is Hillary's friend here. And then we also have Fred Myers from Even Stevens. He played Tom on that show. And so, yeah, he it's funny, though, because when we see him, he's like giving Terry these uh, concert tickets, but he shakes her hand and he's super kind of like nerdy and nervous. Mm-hmm. There's this quote from Davida's character, and she's like, He's going to spend the next month hoping he didn't just get you pregnant. And it's like, okay. That line probably went over my head as a kid. Yeah, it definitely would have. We then see Jason Ritter, who plays Paul, Terry's older brother, Hillary's character's older brother. He's supposed to be graduating, and they're going to be um, having a graduation party back at home. Barbecue. Yeah, a barbecue, a backyard barbecue. And they live in Flagstaff, Arizona, we learn, which is like made out to be this small town USA situation. And I want to get out of here. Um, that's kind of. Yeah, that's what they paint it as for sure. So then Terry and Paul get home and we meet Aunt Nina in the backyard and immediately just love her. Mm -hmm. Her glitter scarf was so good. (laughs) Her pink glitter scarf. Yeah, love it, love it. And at the barbecue, we start to hear that like Terry wants to get into this music uh, program for the summer and it's called Bristol Hillman Music Conservatory. Ooh, super fancy. And they're making it, they're making it sound like, you know, the best school in the country for music Mm -hmm. like it's a big deal like a juilliard oh yeah but of course there has to be conflict and the dad doesn't want her to go he's just super protective and you know i'm not really loving the dad honestly Mm -mm. his toothpick that he has in his mouth in this movie (laughs) the entire time he has a toothpick in his mouth yeah and he and paul really do not get along and uh at the at the graduation party there's a part where the dad can't get the charcoals to light and Paul like lights it up with lighter fluid and you know it gets grounded and so things are ruined for the graduation party now Paul is actually Terry's like number one supporter and he wants her to go to this music program he has this camcorder that we see at the beginning of the movie that he's you know documenting stuff with her and uh, he puts together this reel and puts it on a dvd and it's like highlighting Terry's singing and music and songwriting it was really sweet and it showed their brother sister relationship yeah in that reel we do see her singing this song that she wrote and it's like there's a light in me and it's shining bright look at you wit you sound so good oh yeah well thanks 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 um and then she does uh some lip syncing for walking on sunshine like with her hairbrush Mm -hmm. in the bathroom and yeah it's cute paul mills off the dvd so we see that and then 
we see Terry give him his graduation gift, tickets to the concert. He can't go, though, because he's grounded. Oh, no. Oh, no, darn. And then they uh, they decide to sneak out. So. Side window? Yeah. Side window. Side window. Yeah. All right. On the way to the concert, Paul and Terry have this, you know, heart-to-heart conversation. And I do feel like it gives us a good sense that they have this great brother-sister relationship. And, like, he's really encouraging her. Like, you've got to, you know, use the talent that is your voice. And you've got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting out of here. So, sorry. But, yeah. Then we get to the concert, okay? Three Days Grace. Love them. They sing this song called Are You Ready? Are you ready? Um... <laughs> And Hillary does crowd surf, you know, Terry, which is funny. Like, they lift her up on her shoulders, and she kind of gets carried around by a couple of guys. So it's not really crowd surfing, but anyway. Shoulder surfing. Shoulder surfing, yeah, I guess. But it's a moment. I like it. And she also, like, reaches out and touches the band, uh, the lead singer's hand. So there's a little transition. The song is playing at the concert, and then they're back in the car, and it's on, you know, the radio or whatever. And this moment, we were both dreading it because we know what's coming. But do you, like, remember seeing this for the first time? Because I did not know this was going to happen, obviously. No, it totally shocked me, and I remember being really, really sad. Okay, let's just reveal what happens. Um, So they get in a car crash, and there's this moment where they're, like, making a turn, and then Hillary screams, you know, Paul, look out. Well, can you do that better? Because I... (laughs) Paul, look out! Yeah. (laughs) Paul, look out! Yeah. So she screams that, and then we see the light, and we see Paul look back at her, and that's like a moment that we see in flashbacks a couple of times later. And then Terry wakes up in the hospital. She finds out that Paul has died, and the movie just gets super dramatic at this point. Rita Wilson at that point, I'm sure, is just shattered and devastated. Yeah, yeah. I do want to point out, while she's at the hospital, she is examined by this doctor, and that is Sean McNamara, who is the director of this movie. He also directed Casper Meets Wendy, so a little reunion. I just watched that movie a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's so cute. I watched it for the pod, so, yeah. We actually see the doctor, like, shining a light in her eye. You know how doctors do that. Or he's, like, checking her out or whatever. And that's the first time that we see that she has this flashback of the car light and when Paul, like, looks at her. So, PTSD. We get this really sad sequence. And, again, it is so dramatic as we're just seeing how life goes on without Paul. And, like, she is just depressed. Which, obviously, like, that's how it's supposed to be. But... That part was really hard to watch when they're just sitting at the dinner table, not yeah. talking and staring yeah. at his empty placement. <laughs> yeah, and like she's at church and she's not singing in the church choir anymore. Mm-hmm. And once we get out of that, though, we learn that Terry has gotten an acceptance letter in the mail to Bristol Hillman, the music academy Ooh. that she was wanting to go to so bad. And uh, she kind of ignores it. She doesn't want to go at this point. But her mom and Nina, like, find it in the trash. And they're like, you've got to go. It's what Paul would want and all that. But how are we going to get the dad to agree? And that's what Terry is worried about, for sure. Stick in the mud, dad. Yeah, yeah. With the toothpick. Mm-hmm. Nina actually ends up lying and saying that Terry is going to stay with her for a month while she's really going to be going to uh, to California, to L.A., which I don't I don't know where Nina lived, but... She lived in desert... something Palm Desert? Okay, yeah. Terry doesn't really want to lie at first, but then she kind of agrees to it, and her mom, uh, Terry's mom, is like, you know, I'll tell your dad when the time is right. And they have kind of this sweet moment, you know, Hillary and Rita and... The mom gives Terry Paul's necklace. He had this cross necklace that he wore, and she gives that to uh, to Hillary. 
It's sad. It's all my fault. I shouldn't have snuck him out. Right. Yeah. She she's telling the mom that like she feels like this was all her fault, and the mom's like, no, no, it's not. You know. So, but Terry does kind of get the encouragement there from her mom, and she decides she's going to do it. She's going to go through with this plan, and she's going to go to the music program. So. Off we go. All right. To L.A. Mm-hmm. As soon as she gets to L.A., her jacket gets stolen, which the cab driver is like, welcome to L.A. And nice so... little girl. Yeah. So when Terry gets to the building where the music academy is, she's locked out, and this guy comes down to let her in, which we learn his name is Jay. Now, immediately we catch on that this is going to be the love interest because he is flirting right away with Terry, and he's like, what's the password to get in? And she doesn't tell him, and he's like, it's monkeys, by the way, the password. And she's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. We also meet the villain at the school. Her name's Robin, not a fan. Yeah, yeah, and we like see her in the hallway. She's not very nice to Terry, and she clearly is in love with Jay. So, Mm -hmm. and you can see that when he moves her hand away. No, they had a thing, but it's over. You don't like the spiky hair, though. Mm -mm. It reminds me of a porcupine Mm. and the bleached ends. Mm -hmm. So two thousand. Yeah, very much, very much. Oh, Terry meets her roommate Denise when she first walks in the room and like makes all this noise and Denise is not very happy about that. So they don't get off on the right foot right away. Moving on to the next day, the first day of class really, and the teacher introduction, we see James Avery from Fresh Prince. He's like the administrator of the school. And then we see all the teachers like play a little music together and Mr. Torvald, who's played by John Corbett, again, as I said, he he's playing the cello, right? Yep. Yeah, and he like really rocks out at the end. Yeah, and then he... Mic drops it. Yeah. Cello drops it. Yeah. That kind of sets the stage for what's to come with his character. There's a jam sesh that we definitely uh, made some notes about. And there was a line where she was like, nice hook. I think it was Robin. Oh, my gosh. She walks up to Jay. She goes, nice hook. And then he says, come in. Come over here. Yeah. And they're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Kat Dennings also appears here, Sloane, and she uh, she's sitting having lunch and like Terry comes up and sits beside her and she's like, uh, no, thank you. And she walks off. So we see that Sloane is very odd and not going to be nice to to Terry there. A little antisocial. Another character we meet here is Kiwi and I love him. I do he's too. Fun. Yeah. He's like into like EDM and that sort of thing mm-hmm. we gather and uh, synthesizers mm-hmm. and lots of cool keyboards and drums. Yeah. And he has a crush on Sloan. Cupid struck struck him bad. Mm-hmm. So Okay. The Hallelujah Chorus is the song that they are singing in Mr. Torvald's class. Terry is off a little bit. And Mr. Torvald is like, What's your name? She's like Terry Fletcher and he's like, Ah, oh, the girl from the D V D and Terry doesn't know what he's talking about. So that'll come back in a second. On to Terry's private lesson with the Russian teacher when she sings this song called Karomyobin. Yeah. Yes. Karomyobin. And yeah, basically. Her private music lesson is also not going so great. And he's like, air goes in, diaphragm goes out. It's okay to look fat. And great she's line. a little bit offended. Yeah, just a little, just a little. So... Terry's time at Bristol Hillman definitely gets off to a rough start and she like has no friends and we see her go to church and you know she's got her her cross necklace from Paul and she's still kind of grieving I guess and trying to figure things out but of course she gets befriended by Jay. 
Oh, of course. Yeah. He swoops right in there. Mm-hmm, yeah. And there's a cute moment where she's just left the church, actually, and there's a penny laying on the ground, and she picks it up and flips it over because it's on tails, and she puts it on heads. And uh, he walks up, and he's like, you know, why'd you do that? And she says, I wanted to make it lucky for someone else. And I do that sometimes when I see a penny Aww, on tails. that's so sweet. Yeah, because of this movie. That's awesome. So, yeah. Jay was wearing a necklace that you wanted to talk about. Okay, my brother had the same necklace. I did too. Puka shell. Yeah, I had one of those. It's still somewhere in my parents' house, for oh, sure. Yeah. He also had like chains on his uh, jeans. Oh, gosh. So 2000s. So Terry and Jay, that's going to be a thing, obviously. But Denise actually kind of warns Terry like, hey, you know, Jay, Jay likes nice girls. And uh, she's telling Terry that she's like this Brady Bunch girl and whatnot. And then we get Terry's little clap back and it's kind of jokingly. And she's like, do you want to do it? To Denise, she says, shoo, I ain't even trying to hear that. Yes. It was like, I don't know how that would go in 20, you know, no. now. but You can't pull that off. Nope. Things aren't going so great in Terry's classes for her either. And Mr. Torvald is like, again, what happened to the girl on the DVD? And this time she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so he sits her down and he shows her the DVD that Paul had made and sent in. And that's the crying scene right there. Cry, Hillary. Please cry. Because she had real tears. Like she was, she was getting that done. She needed to let it out. Yeah, she She did. She had been grieving for so long. And then all of a sudden she sees her brother. Yeah. And what he did for her. Yeah. Jay does like console her and she ends up opening up to him and they walk on the beach and he's giving her advice about, you know, the music program. And he says, you got to do your own thing on your own terms, which she, she terms. later. Oh, can you, can you do it in the you accent? You got to do your own thing on your own terms. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And she, she does that to him later, um, kind of making fun of him. But uh, she asks him, why do you care so much? And he's like, I like you. So... They become a thing, basically, at this point. Yeah. Then we get the la 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 scene. <laughs> One thing we got to say about this movie, Kaylee, is that it has trended big on social media in recent years. And it's all because of this one part where she is singing in class and uh, they've like mixed her voice with at least like two other voices, it sounds like. Or four or five. <laughs> yeah, it's something. It's something. It's a lot of voices. Hillary is not a Mariah Carey, a Celine Dion. She's just not. She truly has an angelic voice. Yeah. Very, um, you know, soprano, vibrato, beautiful. Yeah. But clearly they needed to like help her out here, I guess. Dubbed so. something in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I think it's funny, and I'm not even mad about it, like. I know. Can we recreate it? Go for it. Here we go. La, 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 And then she's like, ha, <laughs> yeah, so there are parts, and we, you know, we can recognize what is her voice and what is not, and we were figuring that out. And they do it other times in the movie, too. But again, I'm not mad about it. I think it's funny, and, you know, whatever. I'm sure she can laugh looking back at that, too. Yeah, she probably doesn't look back at it, though, but queen of queen of voice dubbing, honestly. She does make it her own, and that's the whole idea, and everyone in class is, like, super excited, and now there's this shift And she starts doing good in her class. She starts having friends. She also starts working with Jay on songwriting. And she finds him uh, singing this song. And you thought these lyrics were funny. So Jay is like writing this song and the lyrics are, Sunlight in your hair makes my heart jump in the air. And Terry's like, "Mm, no, no. And so she's going to help him because, you know, she's a songwriter. So she's like, what about this? And then makes it amazing. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Terry is also going to help Kiwi get with Sloane, and she invites Sloane to like hang out with them on a Saturday night. So we'll see how that's going to go in a second. We have a brief moment of panic here to interrupt things, and the dad unexpectedly decides he's going to go to Nina's, and he like leaves a note to the mom, and then she has to call, and it's like, he's coming, and so Terry has to get to Nina's somehow, and like she gets on a train, no suitcase even. Mm-hmm. Oh, her outfit here, though. We love it. Yes, she's wearing a pink and orange striped shirt with a, I believe, a denim skirt, maybe a tan skirt, and then also braided pigtails, and it's just fabulous. Yeah. I love it. And so it's like a race to get there, though. She's trying to get to Nina's, and the dad, he gets there before, so we think. And it's like, you know, heart pounding. I know. It was Edge of your so seat. much anxiety. I'm thinking, yeah. oh, I don't remember this part. Does she make it or not? Yeah, does she make it? Um, but she does make it, and he, like, comes in the front door, and Nina's about to tell him. And then Terry runs in the back, and she's like, Daddy! Yeah! yeah. And so uh, then they hug and like she's giving a thumbs up behind mm-hmm. his back to Nina and uh, Nina walks off and says uh, I need a drink I, I need a drink after that scene too yeah okay moving on to like the double date night which is super cute so Kiwi is excited and nervous love him and Sloan shows up super overdressed in this I mean it was kind of an ugly green dress I thought it was a Halloween costume yeah it was it was something else I don't know where they went to eat but they end up going and joining Denise in front of this like water fountain and they sing the way you do the things you do by the temptations I love that part it really is a great song for that moment yeah the way you do the things you do oh yeah after the date Terry and Jay wind up on the rooftop of uh, their building and they they slow dance to a saxophone player and this is where we uh we get the first little makeout session i mean man but anyway yeah i live vicariously through her in that scene oh my gosh <laughs> oh, that's great. oh jay yeah jay tells her actually that he wants them to write a song together for the final performance uh that's going to be happening at the school where uh they like are going for a scholarship competition thing and she's like deal then we get the little make out and the camera pans away. and you know. It's such a romantic scene because you can see all of the LA background. Yeah, yeah. The lights. Mm-hmm. So Jay and Terry are like officially a couple now and Robin is super jealous. We see that. They go to an open mic night and Jay gets Terry to go on stage and sing a song. But she's honestly, she's like not ready. And the spotlight sends her into that little flashback PTSD thing. And so she has to literally mic drop and head off stage. And then Jay has to go and like tell her it's okay, you know? Now, later, Terry oversleeps for class, and we see like Robin try to steal her solo at this point, but Mr. Torvald's like, no, it's hers. She worked hard for it. And Robin storms off. And then she's super upset, and Jay walks by, and it's just like, oh no, like he's gonna, yeah, we know what's going down here. He's gonna try to, you know, talk to her. And he does, and at first he's, you know, not really trying to help her too much. And then she says, can we talk privately? So Jay and Robin are in this room together, and she, like, tricks him into kissing her. She says, oh, you like bad girls, right? Ugh, yeah, which is so dumb, because earlier Denise was like, he likes good girls, or like he likes nice girls or something. Um, Terry walks in the moment that they kiss, and it's just like, of course, of course. And so then she is running away, crying, and it's super sad, and yeah. Okay, here's how Jay comes back into the picture. So he shows up drunk to Terry's room, which, ooh, so scandalous. Like, that's another thing in this movie where I'm like, ooh, they are pushing the boundaries of PG. (laughs) 
But Terry and Denise like take him up on the roof so the night guard won't catch him. And here is where we hear the song Fly from Hillary's uh, second album. I actually remember singing along to it in the movie theater when I saw this and like I sang so loud that the people, those two people that were in there with us, like turned around and looked at me <laughs> and were kind of laughing. But I didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Terry ends up like staying overnight on top of the roof with Jay and he wakes up and he's apologizing, but she's like, you're not forgiven yet. Mm. Um, and then they start working on their song again. This time they're working on Someone's Watching Over Me, which is a song that she sings at the end and that we all love. So yeah. Sloan and Kiwi, let's talk about their little moment because they are each, so she's trying to play the piano, he's playing the drums and they're like drowning each other out and she like gets up and walks to his room and she's like, you know, you're so loud. You're such an annoying jerk. Yeah. That's what she says. And so she yells at him and then they start making out. Wow. That was a really like scandalous part. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely like pushing each other up against the wall and whatnot. (laughs) So you're right. You're right. I think he planned that. He did that on purpose. Yeah. Meanwhile, the dad finds the invitation to the final performance and he is not happy. And the mom, yeah, the mom is trying to say, you know, Paul really wanted her to go do this. And Again, it's so dramatic. And that scene in particular, I was just like, oh my gosh. And like the music that they play a lot in this movie, it just so dramatic. Right. So over the Very top. soap opery. Yeah, but I love it. I love the movie. So eventually we get to the final competition. They're going to get a scholarship, you know, whoever wins. We see the characters backstage, but then Terry realizes that she's not wearing Paul's necklace. And so she's got to go back and get it. So she leaves and runs back to her room. And she finds her dad in there and he's like packing up her bags and oh man. We're leaving. (laughs) Basically. Which she actually ends up confronting her dad and you know she's like I'm gonna perform and I hope you'll stay and watch me. So she kind of takes charge here and you know doesn't let him kind of run her over anymore. Right. She says this is the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah. 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 Terry makes it back at like the last second to sing with Jay as this starts, the spotlight shines on her and she sees the light and she actually sees Paul like as the uh, operator, like the spotlight operator. And then we see the actual operator. But, you know, it's just like, OK, she's got this and she's going to do this. And uh, she dedicates the song to Paul. The mom and dad wind up sitting in the audience with Aunt Nina and they're going to watch her sing. And she sings Someone's Watching Over Me, which is one of my favorite Hillary Duff songs. And I have a story now. Are you ready? Yes. OK. So the story. So when I was like nine years old, eight years old, I was in a bunch of singing competitions and this was the song that I sang. And thank you. I did like win some of them and get awards. Thank you very much. Um, But I like wore this. I wore the same outfit every time. It was uh, this green. (laughs) It was like a green striped shirt and then also like a green button down. It was unbuttoned, you know, over the top. That was super 2000s thing, you know. I definitely kind of channeled her for sure. And I would walk from one side of the stage to the other at certain parts. And right before the song ended, I like go down, like I crouched down because Hillary does that in the movie for a she minute. Does. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Wit will be sharing video footage. Oh this. yeah. Okay. So there is video and I will try to find it and get it on the socials for Duff Enough. So. Please do. Yeah. Let's talk about someone's watching over me for a yes. second because I love this part and I love she has the black top on and she's super pretty, the smoky eyes. Oh, like, I love her eyeshadow there. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah. It catches the light at the perfect moment. I mean, she's so beautiful. So beautiful in this whole movie. She really, really is. 
Yeah. And she's about 16 in real life? Yeah, when they shot this. Yeah, 15, 16. That's just the major climax of the movie. And you can see the father grab the mom's hand. Were you going to talk about that? Yes, which is so sweet. Yeah, and they're crying. And that just kind of signified that, okay, it's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And the dad actually has a heart. Mm -hmm. Barely, barely. But he does. After the song, uh, Terry and Jay actually walk off stage and we get a little backstage kiss, which is cute. Yeah. And then they go back out and they wait to hear the results of uh, the scholarship competition. And then Denise wins, which is like, you know, plot twist, I guess, you know, supposed to be kind of a shocker, but. But she deserved it. Yeah, for sure. She was great. She's great. To wrap things up here, the family, they hug it out. And the dad, he says she was great and he was wrong. And he said it's one of the proudest moments of his life, which is really sweet. And uh, Mr. Torval comes by and he's like, well, we see you next year, Terry. And her dad's like, you just might. And then she runs over with her friends and they sing uh, Jericho, which is another song of hers that was on uh, Hilary Duff, the self-titled album. And I love that song. The credits start scrolling and it goes into a box. So I remember that in the movie theater and like being like, no, no, I, I want it full screen. Keep I want, playing. yeah, I don't want to leave yet. Um, so stayed and watched that for sure. But I love that song too. So overall thoughts, Kaylee, I mean, I really do enjoy this movie and I know I was probably sounding kind of critical about it because from a critical standpoint, obviously, again, it wasn't made to win Oscars, right. but I do love it. It's not the one Hilary Duff movie that I would say I go back and watch all the time, but I still love it. You want to watch that when you're feeling maybe down, feel like crying a little bit, but then also you want to sing and be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Hilary's super charming, great cast, and it's fun. Great music. So And I love you, Oliver James. (laughs) Okay. There you go. That was nice. Nice, Mm -hmm. nice final thought. Kaylee, it is time now for Quizzy McGuire, and I have a Hilary Duff trivia question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. What award show has Hilary Duff co-hosted twice? A, the Kids' Choice Awards, B, the Teen Choice Awards, or C, the People's Choice Awards? Uh, I think I'm going to go with B, the Teen Choice Awards. You are correct. Yes. Good oh job. Yeah. So she hosted in 2005 with Rob Schneider. Very strange combo. That's super weird. Uh, By the way, did you know that Rob Schneider is L. King's father? I did know that. Random. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That was 2005. And then she hosted again in 2007 with Nick Cannon. Good job with your, your guests Thanks. there, I guess. <laughs> yes. I passed the Hillary Duff test. Yes. Well, Kaylee and Scarlett, I don't know how much Scarlett made it into this podcast, but... Probably a lot more than you yeah, would like. Yeah, there were definitely some bloopers. No, no, it was fine. I, I promise it was fine. It was fine. Cool. Um, but thanks so much for being on. This was fun. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I know we've been talking about doing this, so... I know. I feel honored, and I will always love Hillary Duff. Thanks so much, Kaylee. Thank you, Wit. <laughs> And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff!
death. Oh. I think oh. that's a yes. <laughs> I know. Raise your voice. <laughs> you raise your voice, Scarlett. Okay. Enough now. <laughs>